Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. And welcome in. It is always aggravated. It is, uh, you know, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not aggravated. I, it's too early in my workday. But I, and I will tell you, how nice is it outside? I mean, can you be in a bad mood before work if it's like this? Like, this might be one of the nicest days of the year. It's 60. It's sunny. The leaves are turning. Mm. There's no frost. There's no bullshit. There was no traffic today. I don't know what's going on. It was just, it was perfection. Yeah. Well, here you get to enjoy all the seasons. <laughs> I, yeah, right. You know, Perfect. How I, you know how I feel about people who do uh, that we, stuff. We deserve it after the, after the May that we had, where it was raining 26 or 31 days. At least we got a little good weather in the back end of the summer. Is that what it was? 26 out of 31? 26 of 31 days it rained in May. I just yep. thought that was Tiger's losses. That all too. Right. Um, so we get a couple of things to get into. Dave Richard, uh, our fantasy expert from CBS Sports and fantasy football today. But I, I had promised this. Because, well, one thing off the top, I guess, is is kind of a PSA. Like, we we are trying, and now, I mean, guys, we're approaching, what, um, not quite a year. What was it, a week before Thanksgiving we debuted this thing? Yes. Because I was fighting with the company to get this thing approved. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we and, need to have a one-year anniversary show. Yes, we're going to have champagne, mm. and mm. I'm going to be feeding you oysters. Look at us, champagne cocktails. All right, now listen. But we... I, I take the feedback seriously, and, and obviously we, we've we've made changes where I started this thing as one thing, and now it's it's not totally another. But like I started thinking, geez, it would be fun to do a lot of long form interviews, and then it was like, well, it's kind of boring. And then, well, we're gonna do you know a, a football segment, we're gonna regiment it, and it's like, no, that's not it either. I started doing it, and I'm like, you know, we're going to do over an hour, and then you find out both analytically and from people. They're like, eh, we'd prefer 45 minutes. So it's just continuing to evolve this thing, and and it's keep the feedback coming. Subscribe, rate, review. You guys have been unbelievable with it. I mean, I, I look, there are podcasts that are out there that are popular that have been out there for years, and they don't have half the written reviews we have on iTunes. I mean, we're, we're north of 3,000. We, we haven't existed for a year. So it's really, really cool. And just keep giving the feedback, um, especially the ones where you call Sully an asshole, because I really enjoy that. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but no, keep that stuff coming in, and we'll continue to try to find whatever niche it is that we're trying to find. I just know the things we do on here are the things that you can't really do on the air. It just doesn't – you can't. I can't go on the air and make fun of Roberto for doing cider mill shit for 40 minutes. But here you can, and it works, and it's the perfect complement to the day show. So uh, with that, I promised a couple weeks ago when I got back from New York and West Point and the Giants game, there was a part two to that trip. And the part two is relevant to anyone who enjoys NFL football. Um, I don't make a habit of going to NFL games anymore because they are, uh, in effect, a complete pain in the ass. I mean a complete pain in the ass. 
Um, and whether it's the drive, whether it's the parking, whether it's the actual game day experience, nothing is a bigger pain in the ass than you, the people. And take take the um, take the crowd out of it. Don't you just think that the the viewing experience is better on television? One thousand percent. Yeah. But the people you can't take out of it because people ruin it from start to finish. <laughs> I we, we we had done what do we do six or seven minutes a few weeks back on NFL Superfan yes and I got to be honest I knew that trip was coming up and going to Giant Stadium and whether it's the tailgate or whether it's getting in the stadium I I went Giants Vikings decent day out it wasn't like it was you know snowing or anything it wasn't you know sixty and sunny but guys I got to tell you I don't know what it is either I don't identify with people anymore I don't know if there's something wrong with me but like we get into the stadium and I'm a Giants fan so I should have some bias where I somehow find giant fan endearing I don't <laughs> I don't like I I mean it's the same thing with lion fan like I work here I I should I should Oh, that's cute. Or, oh, look at that. I, I actually am like, oh, my God. Oh, I, he's dressed as a lion sitting want, in the front row. Right. I want this person deported. The, the, the point is, it didn't take five minutes sitting down in MetLife before me and my friends looked at each <laughs> other. And it's like, what the, what the fuck are we doing here? I, I sit down, and there's five of us, right? Right in a row. And two rows behind me. So one seat, two seat, that third seat. Maybe that's three rows, technically, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> There's a Viking fan. And there were lots of Viking fans there. But this guy wanted to announce his presence. He was kind of one of those guys. So it's it's like national anthem time. This dude is yelling. <laughs> Full throttle, mm. <laughs> like the Vikings can hear him. Did he have like the Viking hat on with the horns? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he had on like an Anthony Barr jersey, but like Roberto, he's screaming. Now, and now, mind you, next to him, there's a, a father and two children. See, that's where okay? that's messed up. Right. He he brought the brought the Matterhorn into the stadium, but he's screaming. So. Then, of course, you get the young, stereotypical New Jersey giant fan with the gold chain and cross <laughs> outside of his Saquon Barkley jersey. That was three That was three seats to my left. This guy turns around and with no hesitation says, why don't you just sit the F down? Oh, we're off and running now. Come on. That, 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 then it was, we're going to do this to you, and Whoa. now I'm going to do this to you, <sighs> and don't make me come up there. Whoa. And then he, then this other guy from about 10 seats down, three rows down in front of me, he's turning around, I'm going to do this, and your mom has died, and I'm going to F you up. And I'm sitting there like, crazy. we're not at kickoff. And this thing is escalating where you feel like there is going to be a fight. And, and the guy next to us, the dude with the gold chain outside of his Saquon jersey, <laughs> I'll tell you, I think there was something wrong with this cat because it didn't stop. So now every play, somebody's got something to say about something to someone, <sighs> meaning if it's a Vikings first down, right. the Viking fan behind us is like, I, I told you, MFs. Kirk Cousins all day. And then they fire back. Well, you know, bibbity bobbity boo and your wife's a whore. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. So then the father with the kids oh. gets involved. 
No, and I give him credit. He was just trying to be a human about it, and he goes, "Look, you don't have to act this way. <laughs> like oh, it's yeah, it's right. a football game. Like right. I got kids here, man. Right. And, and again, they, they they weren't like five or six years old. They were probably nine, ten, eleven years old. More on that momentarily. But so then you've got him. So this guy's then screaming at the dad. Oh, I paid the same effing amount for my seat as you. And, and the guy's like, I understand that, but it doesn't mean you have to act this way. Enjoy the game. And and it's just I'm sitting here. What do you mean this way? What do you mean that what do you mean I'm acting this way? What way? What? Right. Well, I mean it, <laughs> it, it was it, it, it was And then okay, so then I got my buddy Adam two seats down from me. So that he's next to gold chain Saquon Barkley jersey guy. <laughs> and nothing says class to me like going out to a football game in baggy sweats, a Saquon jersey, and then a massive Jesus piece outside your <laughs> outside your jersey. But every every third play, now this is the worst part. Every third down, you had the guy next to my buddy Adam, and then you had this group of five or six dudes like five rows down, demanding, not not asking. Every third down, standing up and demanding everyone get on their feet. <laughs> Guys, the Giants suck donkey nuts. They're not good. It's the first quarter. Could we save this for maybe the fourth quarter? Standing up. So then, then you got this guy. He's hitting my friend. Right. So you're you're. you're there's no way to protest it, right? So do you want to see the game or not? Right. You got to just give it. So then he's doing this, and Roberto, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. Anymore. But he. So <laughs> no, my, just do it like he's my buddy. Doing it. So my buddy's sitting right here, yeah, and this, this guy's like, Yo, bro, 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 stand up for the Giants. Stand up. Right. He's like, Stand up for the big blue. And I'm like, Oh my God. And mind you, my buddy, my buddy Adam is not a Giants fan. Now he he was very nice and bought a Giants pullover because he enjoyed it, and he looked like the tight ends coach for the team. The point is, he finally goes to this kid. He goes, "Listen, I hope the Giants win because my friend over here is a Giants fan. I'm not standing up every third down." This guy's like, "You gotta be a real fan, bro." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Now, luckily, Jeez. my buddy Adam is built like a brick shit house. He could have annihilated this dude. He could have ripped his head off and punted it onto the field. <laughs> So it was just so you got this going on here. I got four guys in front of me. Again, central casting what you imagine a 55-year-old Giants fan to be like. One dude had like an Eddie Money haircut. <laughs> One dude had a mustache, but it was the best part. And this, this, this did tug my heartstrings. I see these guys they, they they have their phone out and they're watching something on their phone. I look up they're betting the races at Belmont uh, as the Giants game is going on. So they got Belmont shit. Park on the screen. I got the Giants getting the shit kicked out of them. I got a guy next to him, next to my buddy claiming we're not real Giants fans. I got a Viking fan behind me in a fight with a father and his two children plus half the section. And that's before I had my my first beer in the stadium. <laughs> so you it, it just crazy. It, you Absolutely just crazy. I, I guess my question is this, like I'm not wrong, am I? Like, I, I, the problem's not with me, is it? I go to a game, <laughs> I don't bother nobody, and, and of course I want to cheer for my team, but like I never think to attack a, a Viking fan or even ask anything of anyone around me. No. I, like, I, I, like, I would never hit someone and go, you get on your feet. I'm like, wait, what? 
just the whole <laughs> fucking universe. And, I, and I've had it happen at Lions games so many times. Same here. Like, I, I don't want to be there. So it's not a, a Lions thing. It's not a Giants thing. I think it's a booze thing. No, no. I, I No, here's what I'll tell you. It's an NFL thing. I think the quotient of yeah. trashy fan is higher in the NFL than any other sport. The NFL fan, it, 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 there's almost an hmm. animalistic behavior. And, you're, and Roberto is right. I mean, the booze quotient's high. But, I mean, it is just, I don't want to be around these people. Yeah, but here's the thing. What is wrong with me? When you bring up the booze, I don't think it's the booze. Because you go to the NBA game, don't have the same issue with fans. Go to a hockey game. Not the same issue. You could have some issues, but I don't think it's because of the booze. I don't think, I mean. It's so what NFL do you think? fan. Okay, so of the four, ranking them, what would be the classiest? All right, classiest would be to, baseball to because baseball. there's no one there. Yes. And it's an older crowd. Yeah, it's all 75-year-olds on oxygen. Right, everyone's right. minding their own business. Right. Or was that get, a double? Was that an error? What was yeah. that? Right, or, you, or, or you get the 40-year-old bringing his glove to the game and right. it just wants a ball. <laughs> I go baseball one, hockey two, basketball three. And and football a distant fourth. Football is it, people are not from this planet. I don't know. I might go basketball second. Okay. I mean, David, listen. I, I guess my my whole issue. A, am I wrong that I'm in the prime of my life? I'm in my thirties. <laughs> I can I can afford to do these things. I love football. I don't want to be there. Like I, I'm not a a mean person. I'm 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 more than friendly. But like. You start hitting my friends, you're yelling, you're demanding things of me. We're doing fucking calisthenics over here every third down. It's like, guys, this team stinks. This isn't the <laughs> NFC wild card game. And, and, and I mean, no, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm too old for this shit. We're like, I don't want to feel like a fight's breaking out. Yeah. A couple years ago, I went to a Lions game with the Cowboys in town. My brother-in-law is the nicest human being on the planet. All right? Served. Uh, religious man, uh, family man. He he will help somebody off the street. He's the nicest fucking guy in the world. And I got people spitting at the guy because he's a cowboy fan. See, man, that's... You know, like, I just I don't I can't do this. Why don't you otherwise act like this in life? Never. Ne okay, so here's my question, right? Then. How do you bring your children to these well. events? What planet are you living on that you bring your kids to an NFL football game? Help me. <laughs> I, I've got, I just wrote them down. I have like prime examples of times where, you know, I was, people were invading my personal space or I've just felt uncomfortable. Um, yeah, one, one time I can remember for uh, my brother and I, um, <laughs> when we went to a Lions game one time, same thing with you, like, like two rows up, there's a guy. Every single play, all you just hear is, Get his ass! Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I still, you know, what's funny Coaching though. Coaching from the stands. Well, R Roberto brings this up. Get his ass! It's, no, it's funny. It, it's it's seared in my mind. I remember going to a Giants game once a year. I'd get to go as a kid because there was a a family friend who had tickets to Giants games. Mm -hmm. So we'd get to go to one game a year. And I remember it was probably '93. Giants are hosting the 49ers. Now it used to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it was the guy right behind us. And he every play, and Steve Young was the quarterback at the time for Niners. 
get young, get young, get young. And I'm like, I still, I right. still remember right. it. That's how he I had am. a blue T-shirt on with red suspenders. <laughs> I, who, what maniac wears suspenders to a football game? But you, or better yet, how about this? The guy who was hitting my buddy Adam, Jesus P. Saquon guy. This guy was just blurting out a collection of football words mm -hmm. that didn't actually amount to anything. <laughs> so, like, this guy's poor girlfriend is sitting there in silence. Silence. So, at one point, he looks over to Adam, and he's like, hey, bro, yeah, you think the Eagles suck, don't you? And he's like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't like the Eagles. And he turns to his girlfriend, and I guess she must have been oh, from Philly, and he goes, see, even he hates that shit town you're from. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. I, I just, I'm like, man, what a lucky lady, huh? Uh, so the best part, every play that, like, didn't go exactly how this guy wanted it to go, he he ends up, like, he at one time later in the game, the Giants are on, like, a third and seven. He's like... Just run the in and out play. Run the in and out play. Just do it. Why don't they do what I say? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my fucking god! Like why hey, can't you're lightning? Here to sit why and watch? can't lightning? What is the problem? No, but what the fuck is the in and out play? <laughs> Just watch. Like, what? you want to get away and relax, have a good time. It sounds fabulous, doesn't it? The D Las Vegas, everything you need. The D completely renovated. You can enjoy all the comforts of a Vegas getaway without the big bill. They've got the long bar. They've got their new sports book. And very excited, they are debuting the Roberto DJ Pit at the long bar. But it's not your normal DJ Pit. It's a selection of high-grade vinyl that Roberto <laughs> will be spinning right next to the long bar. All the drinks, Roberto taking your requests, and deep, deep tracks for modern jazz. We're talking Kenny Loggins. Right. <laughs> Nothing, and I mean nothing, lights up the Vegas night like a Roberto playlist. It's the D Las Vegas, the long bar, the sports book. They got it all. Go to the D.com. See if the D is a, a fit for you. And uh, look, winter's coming up, so nobody wants to be here in Detroit. Get to the D Las Vegas, the D.com. It's your home for sports and deep track vinyl in Vegas. I'm being serious. This is an open forum for you guys to go, Mike, you're fucked up. You, you should be in therapy. You got something wrong with you. <laughs> I don't feel that way. I don't like these people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't behave this way. Like, even if you want to yell at the refs once in a while, or mm -hmm. you, you want to stand up and be excited, I ain't got no issues with it, man. Who are we kidding? Mm -hmm. Enjoy yourself. But every play... Every third down, mm -hmm. why you got to yell at people, why you got to challenge people to a fight, mm -hmm. why you got to call a guy's wife a whore, you don't even know if he's married, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the kid looks like he's 21, probably a little young for marriage, you know, you got a dad with two kids next to you, the dad ends up leaving with his two kids, mm -hmm. started the second half, mm -hmm. because Kirk Cousins' guy just wouldn't stop, like, then, 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 then like the crowning achievement, I'll let you guys go through this, so the game ends. Now, if there's anything I've ever learned about going to the old Giant Stadium or new MetLife, you don't leave when the game ends. Mm -hmm. There's no purpose. You can't. You're not beating yeah. traffic. You're All you're going to do is be shoulder to shoulder in a concourse. There's just no point. Just sit, relax, take in the view, maybe watch Red Zone on your phone. Just chill. Nah, people can't do that. A brawl breaks out Ugh. behind the Giants' goalpost because Steph Diggs throws a shoe into the crowd Ugh. and a full-fledged melee. Because now all the Viking fans have got to go to the railing 
and you got women in tears. <laughs> Kirk, oh my God! Kirk. I mean, you would you would think it was it was like Mick Jagger in '72. Wow. And it's it's just that then the shoe goes in and you see a melee Ugh. and you hear screams and there are kids in there there are grown men in there and they're fighting over a fucking shoe, so like just the whole experience because like my dad was originally going to come on the trip, and he couldn't get enough days off of work, and he goes Mike I'm just going to be too tired it's and I and I said I right, no but you know because I, I obviously I wanted him to come along, I came back and all I said to him he goes how how was the you know West Point was amazing he goes how was the Giants game and I go. I'll be honest, Dad. It's good you weren't there. I, I think my dad would have left. I think he would have left, and because we didn't have a tailgate vehicle, he probably just would have been walking See, along the Jersey yeah, Turnpike yeah. alone <laughs> with his transition lenses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, A, how do you bring a kid to any of these games? B, how do you bring a wife? And, and C, am I wrong for legitimately not liking these people? No, you're not wrong for not liking these people. You bring up the kid situation. I had a similar situation about four or five years ago. Took my oldest, took the goddaughter, didn't take the youngest because he was probably like two or whatever at the time. Um, took them to a Lions preseason game. Not regular season, not playoffs, a preseason game. And you have guys there yelling at each other. Yelling back and forth, and then I'm simply the guy you mentioned earlier. I'm like, okay, relax, dude. I got I got kids with me. You know, I need you to calm down, watch the language. And he starts yelling at me. There it is. So uh, I look at my like wife. You're the unreasonable. Yes, like one. I'm crazy. So I look at the wife. I look at the kids. I'm like, you know what? Let's go. We're gone. It was the second quarter. Yeah, I have I fantasies in my anymore. head. Yeah, as the guy you know tells telling me to call, I'm fantasizing like strangling him. <laughs> well, I'm having these fantasies of what I would like to do. Well, it definitely worse is worse out of the sports because also there's only eight home games a year. So these people just put these dates in their calendar. They go to these games, they get drunk, and they go crazy. But I'm talking a preseason game, right? A preseason game. Now, so I took them. I've since taken them. I haven't taken him back to a Lions game, as as I think about it. I've taken him to a Steelers game, taken him to a that Falcons game. And there was nothing at the Steelers no game? No issue. Wow. No issue at neither game. So I don't know. I don't oh, think geez. it's Detroit fan. Well, I don't know. But uh, Listen, Giant fan ain't no better. <laughs> it it's was just fine. The, the whole thing was a shit show. And I, I just feel like, what is wrong with me? I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't be the only person who feels this. Now, the other thing is concerts, though, too. You have the same kind of guy where, you know, I I took, yeah, I took my son. He was probably 10 at the time to see Metallica. Uh Oh, my. And we weren't even a regular, we were in a suite. And, and and that guy was doing to me what he was doing. You know, he's slapping me in front of my son like, get up, get up. <laughs> <laughs> he's headbanging. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> my son's freaking Christ. out, man. Like, come on. You know what's funny, though? It's weird because Sully's gone completely mute during <laughs> this. I'm no, starting to wonder if that's... I have word in. You guys have been... Is that like your alter ego? Your, your asshole oh, football no. guy? Yeah. Sully's hitting people. He's got his forehead painted. Blue f- blue face paint. <laughs> blue man well, group. <laughs> it's funny you say that, though, because I, I was watching... A, I was towards the end of Lions game this week. My girlfriend was watching it, too, and she goes, I feel like Lions fans have way more... You know, way more fans than any other team that paint their faces. Is that true? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is. It sure seems like it. I got to tell. I watched the guy. I can. I have it in my head right now. Watching the game Sunday, there was a guy in the very first, like row there that had the half, the fat guy with like the half blue, half silver face. And he's just screaming. Well, (laughs) they showed an old guy on TV, older gentleman. 
I forget gentleman. Older, this guy was just gentleman. animalistic. <laughs> and they cut to this guy blood-curdling screams oh, as if his wife was being murdered in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at it. I was watching a game with a couple of people, and we all looked at each other and busted out laughing on, where is your life at, dude? Like, what are you doing? It's the same shit, though. Like, think about the guy all week who plans his outfit. Like, you had people at the Lions games this week who planned to dress up as circus clowns yeah. with referee oh, yeah. uniforms Absolutely. on. Oh, like, yeah. all week you planned this. Went to the Halloween store you, or you, whatever. You got ready, right, you got ready two hours before the game, painted yourself up like a clown. The well, what, what were What were you going to do, hard guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to show the league. <laughs> I'm sure Roger Goodell was sitting back going, oh, shit, oh, uh, Janice, we've really we've really wronged Detroit. <laughs> and, like, you, you had these people, and it's funny because I, I was talking talking to my buddy who he's a Lions fan he, he's from here but he lives in Frisco and he goes I love those guys man that's passion I go no, no. that's being an asshole no, it's not like can you imagine if that was your father you know how embarrassing that is <laughs> like your dad is Raider guy with the shoulder pads yeah well, Awesome no, day at I, school if, for me. When I'm at the bar and I just see these guys wearing a hat or a jersey or even just a regular polo or something, I'm embarrassed for them. What do you mean a hat? Well, I got a state hat on. What's the fucking problem? No, no, with I a mean hat? lion specific. What's wrong with that? I just don't. I just think it's lame. Okay. Nothing wrong no, with wearing a, a hat. A right. Right. But this but is coming guys, from the guy who wears a different band T-shirt every once day. In a while. Shut Kiss up. Metallica. Once in a while. Do you guys even think that? For instance, the average NFL game, in terms of how crazy the fans are, the average NFL game is even worse than, let's say, like a big rivalry college football game. Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio mm. State. Yes. Is the fan behavior even worse? Yes. Yes. I stand by it. I would probably be very uncomfortable at, I, at I, one I, of those games. Well, I think I? It, there's also a difference of, are you inviting disaster? Like the, You know what I never understood is, like the guy who wears his team's colors even though his team's not playing that day. Oh, yeah. And you're at the game. So, like, you'll get <laughs> yeah. you'll get the dickhead who wears a Michigan hat yeah. at oh, yeah. Spartan Stadium yeah. when it's MSU Purdue. Yeah. And you're like, did you not get hugged enough as a kid? Do, do you just want trouble? Like, yes. what what do you what exactly yeah. are we doing here? Like, no, Michigan, like, Michigan you know, State there's... games, there have been a couple, you know, but even then, people no. are pretty well behaved. Pretty, yeah, and overall. I, I, I don't. I just think the NFL is a different I deal, I, man. I had to break up a fight at Spartan Stadium last year for Michigan, Michigan State. What? Concession. What? There was guys yelling at each other's girlfriends. The girlfriends got involved. I said, and I, I literally was right in front of me. I said, hey, I said, hey guys, all right, enough. This is oh a my. Bit. I, I, I said, and the Michigan. I turned to the Michigan fan, and I think they were. Well, remember, they, I think they were up at halftime, like four, four. No, it was seven seven at the end of the third quarter, wasn't it? Was it under the third? Point is, Michigan was up, and I turned to him. He was talking shit to the Spartan guy. I said, hey, you know what? Michigan's got this game under control, all right? Look at the scoreboard. Just relax. I'm talking <laughs> right. shit. Oh, my. And, 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 then he looked at me, and then he looked at me, and his, eye, and his eyes got wide, and he goes, Sully? I was like, yeah, dude, just relax, all right? And he, and he goes, oh, I listen to you guys show all the time. Here I come to save the day. Yeah. And it was in the concession line of all places. I think it might listen, have been. Listen, why can't we split our differences yeah. over these artisanal pretzels? Yeah. It They're was, delicious. It was right after that delay. It might have been right after that delay or whatever. It was mm. crazy. Oh, Perhaps would, a sip mm, of yeah. Coppercraft to what soothe you, your soul. Yeah. What did you watch, Die Hard the night before? Yeah. <laughs> no, Sully, speaking of fights. Do you remember that fight we saw? Lions Broncos, right? Lions Broncos, yep. Sunday night football. Yep. 
I think the Lions, it was already determined they had lost, right? And it was two Lions fans fighting each other. Yeah. Now, Someone there's an a, a, yeah. opposite thing that happens here. At, at I don't know if you've seen it at sporting events, but I've seen it at concerts a lot where not not angry fan or, or over-enthusiastic, but uh, Pete, a lot of PDA. PDA Public fan. displays of affection. At, at concerts. Right. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being a kid, and I, don't, I might have been kids, or some concert, my brother and I are there, and this woman in front of us, the, the row right in front of us, literally has her hand down the front of this guy's oh. pants and is just going away, you know, having at it. Getting it done. Getting it done. And then, and then, sounds and like then, some Bill's Mafia stuff. And then like, later on, the guy reciprocates, oh. puts his hand down oh. the back of her pants. Oh. Are you sure that wasn't at the bar that you and I were at a couple weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did see that. We saw that. Oh, my God. I've seen that coming out of restaurants and bars. See, but I've been at a Michigan game, and I've seen blue-on-blue crime years ago where... There was Michigan fans yelling, I kid you not, at other Michigan fans for not singing the fight song. Because Michigan had scored, and there were Michigan fans wearing Mason Blue that had sat down. They weren't standing up cheering hail to the. Yeah. And, and they, the guys got on them. Hey, you get up and sing the fight song. Come every, on, we just scored. I got to tell you, every Saturday, I always, like, I'll run errands in the morning knowing I've got the day of college football ahead. And mm-hmm. I think back to kind of when I had tickets and the tailgate and what would I be doing now and. I miss certain people, right? I, I miss the, the the idea of what we used to do, but I have to tell you, I do not understand how people pay money and go every week. Like, I, I grew up. I got out of it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch these games at home, and, like, even think about early in the year and you're watching an SEC game and you're watching, like, LSU at home in September, and it's, like, 93 degrees yeah, I mean, you've sweat through your shirt before you even sit down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you could be in an air-conditioned house, your food, your bathroom, your setup, and you're here. <laughs> like, dealing with a lot of what I just described. The people. <laughs> like, imagine, like even, even like the Giants. The Giants have been bad for basically six of the last seven years. And I, oh, it was bad. I mean, bad. <laughs> imagine the people spending money and the effort it takes to go to MetLife Stadium. The traffic, the planning, it's a Sunday, not a Saturday, and you're watching shit football. I almost feel like there should be a documentary done about these people. Like, I would love someone to just go to the game, find the rowdiest, craziest fans, and talk to them about their life. Who are you? What do you do for a living? Are you happily married or are you single? Like, what what is your story exactly? What makes you more mad, though, like, uh, over... You know, crazy fans, or you know, you see, I see this like NBA games. It's probably all sports where like someone's just on their phone and they're not even paying attention to the game, or like uh, I care less that they're even there. But that's not bothering anybody. <laughs> right? I, I get annoying. it. I, I, I've never been that person to say, "Oh, get off that's, your phone. You should be paying attention and watching uh, the game." It's, like, it's funny that was that was me at the last Piston game. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. team, that team's so fucking boring. I mean, I was I was like, God, is this game over with? You? Can I just leave? <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I think that's the other problem is there's no urgency in sports anymore. There's too many games. Mm-hmm. The urgency is what fuels, you know, the adrenaline and, and, and your attention. And, yeah, and well. How the hell can you be excited about Pistons Hornets on a Tuesday night in January? <laughs> oh, my God, I love Malik Monk. <laughs> Can't do it. But, no, all right. So, so the ruling here as we wrap, no kids at NFL games? Yeah, no kids. Now, what age do you begin to take them? When they're old enough to fight for themselves? 
<laughs> or when they've heard all those words. I got 13. I don't know. I'm yeah, going to say 10. 10. Here, here. 10 I right, here I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Bobby. I'll bring you to the Giants game when you can A, fight off a grown adult, and B, you've already seen a guy get jerked off in front of you. Okay? <laughs> when when you've run both yeah. gamuts of completely classless public behavior, yeah. oh, oh, and seen a man puke on himself coming out of the right. bathroom. That's always Once we've done one. that, and you can name the seven deadly words that'll get you fired from a terrestrial show, I'll bring you to a game. Absolutely. That's that's where we're at in today's world. Big power is at it again. Oh, boy. Leaving people in the dark. I mean, again, imagine your power going out there on Monday Night Football. Ah, that's a disaster. Don't do it anymore. Don't fall victim to the big power company. Own your power. Don't rent it. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch. Hooks you up with battery storage with your installation. No more searching for a flashlight when big power tries to leave you in the dark again. Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. They install American-made panels, 30-year warranty, so you own your power. You don't just rent it from the power company. Guys, you want to see if Power Home and solar is right for you, go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com, or give them a call at 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Dave, I want to set the scene for the people because I don't think people realize the the luxury and opulence that a nationally recognized fantasy football analyst exists in. I mean, I, I somehow imagine you right now, gym shorts, stars and stripes tank top, oatmeal, a banana, looking over your sky deck uh, into the ocean. Is that an accurate description of, of what, what you're living in? I'm in an office room that's smaller than a jail cell. Damn it. At least it has a window. <laughs> and uh, I've got, you know, typical gear on, button-down collared shirt, uh, some jeans, some shoes, got a jacket behind me, getting ready to do uh, an hour-long fantasy football video. So Perfect. Not quite the uh, situation <laughs> Mike, but I'll get working on that sky deck right away. Listen, I just, I, I thought we could elevate the profile. Um all right, let's start with this. You know, let's say you you got off to a hot start, your team's in a good position. You're at the point now where you're seeing guys begin to trend down who have helped you or you're seeing guys around the league that have sucked who you think are going to get better. So I want to start here. Assuming people are listening to this, it means they're competing. They're kind of in this and they got an eye on the playoffs. Give me 3 guys that you would get out of. Get just sell Sell now and get something else for a playoff push, and then three guys you would buy from someone else. Wow, that's tricky. Um, oh, I know, but you're you're the expert. Sure, sure. So I, I think the first guy that I would consider selling high on is Lamar Jackson. Wow. And that's if you can sell high on him, because a lot of people don't value quarterback um, because there are just so many of them, you can go to your waiver wire, pick somebody up, and, and you're on your way. I'm a little concerned about Lamar Jackson being as good as he's been. But does that mean he's going to be bad? Right. No, it doesn't. But it could mean that he's just going to be eh. all right. You know, he, he's not exactly a dynamite passer. He's got to be able to keep running the football. And, you know, a concern that I've had all along is can he stay healthy and keep doing this for 16 games? All right. I'm thinking no. So if you can sell very high on Lamar Jackson, I think you should do it. I think it's, it's absolutely a good idea uh, if you can do that. I'm also of the belief that you should sell high on Todd Gurley. I think that 
he just doesn't look the same. He's touchdown dependent, and yet he's probably a top 12 running back right now based on how many points he scores. I know. I won't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I got a guy offering him to me in my league. I won't touch him. What's he trying to get off you for him? Well, it's a dynasty league, so it's a little more complex, but it involves like, okay, like for instance, a first-round draft pick in our rookie draft, uh, Arthago Whiteside, you know, I'd have to include some salary filler. Like, I'm just not interested. I I don't think Todd Gurley's good. No, and I'm worried about him suffering another injury. Yes, that could take him off the field. And that offensive line for the Rams is good. So he, I'm not giving him away. Like, I'm not going to trade him in a dynasty league for a second round pick in next year's draft. Right. I'm not going to trade him away for you know Eric Ebron and some other running back or something like that. Let's not be ridiculous here. But I think that he's somebody that is definitely sell high a bull. And I'll give you I'll give you two more. I know you asked for three. I'm going to give you four. Love it. Stephon Diggs, who is is probably going to have another big game against Washington on Thursday because Adam Thielen's not going to play. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him have some big games already. I just think that you I think again, a good player to be a number 2 receiver on a fantasy team, not necessarily a number 1. So selling on him makes a lot of sense. And I wonder if Julian Edelman's value takes a little bit of a hit with Mohamed Sanu joining the Patriots. Because Sanu lines up in the slot, or at least he has lined up in the slot, like Julian Edelman. And I wonder if the target share gets flattened out a little bit, because Edelman's had about 25% of the targets from Tom Brady. Of course you're going to put up huge numbers when that's the case. Sanu is being added as a big-body target from the middle of the field. He's kind of a guy that can do what Gronk did in that offense. He can also line up on the outside, so maybe it means that it's curtains for Josh Gordon. We just don't know as of Tuesday, October 22nd. Right. But I do think Mohamed Sanu was brought in because the team has designs on how to use him. I would be surprised if he didn't have six-plus targets a week. And catching passes from Tom Brady, that probably means a minimum of four or five grabs a week. He's going to be pretty decent in that offense, and it'll end up hurting everybody else in that offense including Julian Edelman. Give me your buy guys now. Now you're the team competing. you got to go shopping at your deadline. The guys that you go all in to go and get. So the first thing that you do when you're looking at a buy or buy low list is you see who's coming off of a buy. And this week we've got Carolina. I don't know if there's anybody there other than Christian McCaffrey. And let's face it, you're not going to get Christian McCaffrey cheap. Tampa Bay, maybe Mike Evans is somebody that you can go after. I do think Jameis will try and be a little more disciplined with the football he usually can go two or three games without being craptastic, and then hmm. he has the craptastic game like we saw already. So he's through the craptastic game. I don't think he's getting benched. Mike Evans is going to continue to get a lot of targets. I wonder if you could buy low on him. And their schedule moving forward, it's not great. They're at Tennessee, at Seattle, Oof. Arizona at home, New Orleans at home. And then they've got games against Atlanta to close out the year, the Lions, oh, yeah. the Colts. So then the Texans, that secondary, I don't think their problem is going to be solved with the trade that they made. So I think that there's definitely room for him to be a buy-low guy. The Steelers are coming off their buy. Maybe Smith-Schuster could be a buy-low guy, but I'm just a little too worried about him ever being as good as he was last year. So when I say buy-low on Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm saying, like, flea market low. Mm-hmm. Like You don't want to go and give up you know, the same thing that you give up for... Uh, Diggs, for example. And I, I think that he's definitely somebody that is buy lowable coming off the buy. Same thing with Odell Beckham, who really hasn't played great this year. I can't help but think that the Browns can fix some of the problems that they have. There's talk that they're addressing their offensive line. That would help Baker Mayfield, 
who in turn would help uh, Odell Beckham. So I would start with those guys. And then a couple of young receivers that haven't had good games the last one or two weeks. Terry McLaurin of the Redskins last week, downpour. They couldn't, no, neither team, the Niners or the Redskins could pass the ball. I still think McLaurin's good. And I think DJ Chark is still good. So if you can buy them on the cheap right now, they would help you receive and core a lot. All right, go to Kansas City. Obviously, Mahomes is going to miss some form of time here, three to six weeks, whatever you want to call it. Um, what do you do with Tyreek? What do you do with Kelsey? Upgrade, downgrade? Where do you go with these guys the next few weeks? It's so small of a downgrade that it really doesn't matter. Wow. And it's not. It, I'm not saying that the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Matt Moore and Matt Moore to Chad Henney is negligible. I'm not an idiot, for crying out loud. But I do think that you're still going to start Tyreek Hill with significant you know, expectations. You want him to go deep and just have a quarterback that can throw the ball 45 yards downfield. And I think Matt Moore proved that he can do that. I think Chad Henney can even do it better than Matt Moore can. So when he comes back, he'll be a better Band-Aid for the Chiefs than Matt Moore is. And Travis Kelsey is the same exact thing. You know, he's still going to get a lot of targets. He's still a big part of this offense. And the Chiefs can't run the ball right now. They're going to have a very hard time. And, and defenses are going to dare them to run because they've got to protect against the big play, no matter who's back there. That's the beauty of Tyreek Hill. But I don't know if that offensive line is built to open up holes for LaShawn McCoy. And they're splitting it three ways now. It's not just LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams. Daryl Williams has gotten in the mix. Now, we'll see what happens. They're coming off of an extended break because they played on Thursday. Maybe they try and reconfigure things a little bit, and then they have another bye later on. But I, I would imagine that you're going to continue as if nothing has changed when you set your lineup with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And uh, maybe even Kelsey belongs in the buy-low category because he hasn't delivered to where he was drafted, Mike, and he definitely has potential. And if, let's just put it this way. You get him now on the cheap, and maybe he doesn't even improve with the Matt Moore, Chad, Henny, Frankenstein combo that the Chiefs put out there. When Mahomes comes back, you have to feel good about his chances to finally break through, and that's going to be fantasy playoff time. So that's another player, especially maybe, maybe we do it this way. Don't trade for him now. Let's see how he does against Green Bay. If he absolutely stinks against Green Bay, that's the time to trade for him because his value will be even cheaper then than it is now. I'll give you another guy I can't figure out if you're talking tight ends and alleged elite ones. It, it's And I understand the downpour last week. I get it. Let's just draw a line through it. But overall, George Kittle, not a lot of those big chunk plays, not not getting in the end zone. I, what do you do with Kittle? Do you still do, do you still pay a premium to try to go get him? You can try and, well, I mean, I wouldn't pay a huge premium to go get him. I would try and buy low on him like I would with Travis Kelsey. But unlike Kelsey, Kittle doesn't have a quarterback issue um, where his starter's gone for the next three or four games. And, you know, we don't know what it's going to be like in that offense. I still believe in George Kittle. I still think he's a really good player. And, yeah, you've got to throw out the downpour game. But maybe that just means that now's the time to trade for George Kittle on the cheap because a fantasy manager that's not paying attention to the weather and watching the game is going to say, Oh, look, another crappy game for George Kittle. And if you're streaming tight ends, it's exactly the perfect time to go and try and trade for Kittle coming off of this lousy game. He's got a matchup against Carolina this week that's not going to be the easiest in the world. There's going to be pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. But I can't help but think that with all the injuries they have in their receiving core, Kittle's going to continue to get a lot of targets and put up some good numbers. So I'm, I'm a fan of his. I've got him on a lot of my teams. I'm not moving him in any of them. All right, as we do every week, some of the listener stuff. Um, first one. Is the New England defense worth trading for? 
don't give up a whole lot for them because you're not going to get the best of them. Their schedule coming up actually gets significantly tougher. Think about who they've played. I know. They played the Jets twice, and one of the times they had Luke Falk under center. They played the Dolphins. They played Roethlisberger when his elbow was hurting. Bills. They the Giants. Yeah, I mean, we could run through the whole schedule if you really want, but here's what they have coming up. The Browns in Week 8, which should probably be good for them. At Baltimore in Week 9, that's going to be a tough game for them. At Philly in Week 11, by then the Eagles will probably rebound and be, and be better. Dallas in Week 12, at Houston in Week 13, Kansas City in Week 14. These are good offenses. And Mahomes could be back by that time, Mike, in Week 14. So you want to trade for the Patriots DST just so you don't have to stream the position anymore? I totally get that, but don't give up a whole lot for them. You know, a quality running back on your bench, sure. A second quarterback, yeah. But don't – they. We, we actually ran the numbers – and I believe that they, they would be a top, at least a top ten, if not a top five, running back or receiver wow. in the PR league. That's how many points they've scored this year. Don't pay that type of premium for them. It's a DST. You can go and find a DST off the waiver wire every week. Philip Lindsay or Tevin Coleman, rest of the season? I'll say Lindsay because I just think that he's the more talented back, but they're both very similar in that they're, they're in offenses that refuse to give them every single touch. And it'll be that way in Denver so long as Royce Freeman is healthy. If Royce Freeman were to get hurt, Philip Lindsay, guess what? You're the guy. But in San Francisco, if Matt Burita gets hurt, then guess what? It's Raheem Mostert coming off the bench or Jeff Wilson, and there's going to continue to be a mixing and matching of running backs. I just think Lindsay is a little bit more talented of the two. I think Tevin Coleman probably a little more touchdown dependent of the two. Lindsay more involved in the passing game. Will Fuller hurt in Houston? Is Kenny Stills a wide receiver, too? He is this week because they're playing Oakland, and uh, they uh, they just made a trade with Oakland. It's weird that two teams are making a trade yeah. right before they play each other. It's going to be interesting how, how that actually develops on Sunday. But, yeah, Kenny Stills is going to be that number two guy. And I'm, I'm rustling back and forth in my mind between whether he's a better add off the waiver wire than Philip Dorsett. And when you think about it logically, it's, well, Philip Dorsett's on a team that just traded for Mohamed Sanu, so that means more targets are going to be spread out. That He's going to lose target share, whereas Kenny Stills is going to replace Will Fuller, theoretically, and be that number two guy for the Texans. Well, we've seen plenty of games this year where Will Fuller does not get the type of targets that a number two receiver typically gets. And we could see Kenny Stills, who's been very up and down his entire career, um, be just as much of a roller coaster ride for fantasy purposes. So you can play the matchups with him. I like him better than Dorsett this week, but I think I'd still rather have Dorsett rest of season because even if he's not the number two guy for New England, he's never going to see more than single coverage in a game. Not that Stills will, but defenses can play back and play the zone a lot more against the Patriots or against the Texans than they might against the Patriots. And I think Dorsett, who has been better than Stills this year, can finish the year with better numbers. All right, last one, and then we'll uh, let you get on with your busy day. A listener says, I have no idea what to do with Tom Brady. Some weeks great, some weeks terrible. Help me, please. Yeah, not everybody is great every single week. And while Brady's numbers weren't good statistically on Monday, he still moved the offense really, really well. And as long as that continues to be the case, then you just have to hope that the numbers will come. Tom Brady will probably be terrible by the time that the weather turns cold. That typically happens. The Patriots will have nothing to play for by the time they get to Week 15. And I ran down their whole schedule for their defense. Let's pick up from after Week 14. Week 15 at Cincinnati. 
That looks pretty good for Tom Brady. Week six, week sixteen, Buffalo at home. You know that game might not be so good. That's I don't bad. know if you want to start Brady in your fantasy championship, but he can help you get there, and that's the whole point. So unless you've got somebody offering you a, t- if you have Tom Brady and another quarterback, and someone needs help at QB, they lost Matt Ryan, uh, they lost Patrick Mahomes. They're going to offer you something good for Brady. Go ahead and take that deal. But I, I think you just continue to roll them out there as your starter. And David, anything you'd like to uh, guide people to here this week that we can get more of you? The same stuff as always, Mike. You know, where we continue to The podcast is fabulous. I, I People need to listen to it. I listen to it damn near every day. I'm glad you do. And uh, it's, we try our best to help people win their fantasy leagues. It's an hour and change every day on the great world of fantasy football. Lots of advice, lots of banter, lots of fun. And I don't think we're too annoying, Mike. You can you can tell me if we are or if we're not. No, no. I boy, you put me in a tough spot. I will just say, listen. <laughs> I I like more of you, and I like more of the Heath montage. Uh-huh. That, I know you love the Heath. The montage. Heath montage gets me every time because it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I don't know how this guy makes those noises. I don't get it. Yeah, he, uh, he he's a noisy guy, I guess. Great with, great with a mustache. <laughs> no, I like and, it because you cover a ton of ground, so it doesn't matter where your team is at or what players you have. You're running the gamut. You're covering the games. You're you're doing anecdotal stuff. Like it, it's just it's really good one stop shopping, and that's what I like because I don't have a lot of time. So if I'm going to dedicate 40 minutes, let's say, yeah, I can chop it up in a couple pieces, get it when I want, and, and I'm caught up. I'm ready to roll. Perfect, and you can download it wherever you can download the Always Aggravated podcast. And the best part about it is, just like on our spot when we do every Tuesday, we answer fan questions all the time. We go yep. into the mailbag and help people out plenty. So if you've got a fantasy question, you can email it to us. We'll answer it on the air. David, appreciate you as always. We'll talk next week, okay? Good luck in your leagues, Mike. Oh, thank you, sir. All right, David, appreciate it, man. Yep. Good thank luck you. on the taping. Talk to you thank soon. You Bye. Yes, sir. Bye. All right, thanks for listening as always. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. I can't even keep the things in order. Radio.com, iTunes. And don't forget to grab Cash the Ticket when it comes out every Thursday in your lunchbox. Same places, same people behind it. That's it, that's all. We'll talk to you next week.